Hello, everyone. Welcome to the welcome back to the Watt Carbon Podcast. I'm McGee Young, along with Kelly Littleton. Our special guest today is Shamik Thompson, one of the newest Watt Carbonistas. Uh, Kelly, I'm really excited for this because we've uh, we've managed to to actually like record a real podcast guest last time with Adam Weber from Pivot Energy, and so we and we learned so much from that. So I feel like we're ready to kind of take it to the next level today with Shamik. Um, we always like to we always like to get started with you know what's newsy. Although you know when when we release this, it might be a couple of weeks from now. And uh, last time we did this with Adam, the next day Silicon Valley Bank collapsed, and so we have our whole preamble for that episode. You know, all about like la la la, the world is fine, and and then so I feel like in some ways this is a moment in history where we are we are actually totally ignorant of what might happen tomorrow and we're just living blissfully in, in the present not knowing what calamity might befall us so um so to that to that end um in your in your blissful ignorance kelly any any yeah. exciting news jump out at you this week that we might be totally uninterested in next week because something else is interesting has happened yeah again I, I feel like i'm interested in these kind of weird less newsy things and more just like I mean, it's kind of newsy. It's beginning of March. Um, this came out, but um, I my head's up in space this week. Um, NASA uh, released their findings on their orbiting carbon observatory, which I didn't know was a thing that we had. Um, it's a satellite that kind of tracks from a top-down version the carbon-absorbing um, sinks and combines that with data on the ground, so you can actually see terms of like carbon emissions counting globally, you can actually see the fluctuations over time. And it's not just man-made um, carbon emissions. It's kind of these unmanaged ecosystems. Um, so I just kind of nerded out in, in space this week and went through their interactive maps. And it was a, a really interesting um, kind of really zoomed out approach to real-time carbon emissions accounting. And um, I don't know, it just, it, it hit home the all the things I'm not thinking about, right? Like all the things we don't have control over and um, kind of mapping these things out in real time. So um, cool. There's some cool YouTube videos, some cool interactive maps if anybody's a map nerd, but. Are there any global hotspots that you didn't realize were actually like super problematic? I mean, that's the usual suspects, us for one. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I, I I think uh, it was interesting to see the the mean average would fluctuate a little bit, but in terms of where the hot spots and the sinks were, that it was relatively constant. Um, it was great to see, or not great, but it was interesting to see like that it's not all of our fault. Like these unmanaged ecosystems, like coral reefs and uh, sinks, and um, kind of these unmanaged ecosystems are are part of the whole ebb and flow of things. So I think it, for me, it was just like how, um, how does our control and lack of control affect this greater system? And yeah. Totally, totally. I, I saw, speaking of control and lack of, of control, one of the big implications of climate change, of course, is stronger storms. And uh, we here in the, in the Bay Area got hit by something approximating a, a cyclone yesterday. Oh, the bomb cyclone? It was, um, you know, 55, 60 mile an hour winds. Um, 
was kind of it, it reminded me of growing up in Florida and actually getting hit by a hurricane. Uh, but I saw this map this week, which was describing where hurricanes and cyclones land, mm -hmm. and um, and the question was raised: Where is the safest place in the world to not be affected by um, a hurricane or a cyclone? Where do they where do they not? And so naturally, you would think you know the North Pole, the South Pole, but there's one other one other place in the world that's particularly safe um, and not not where hurricanes or cyclones end up. Who, where? Yeah. The equator. Oh. So they tend to spin away from the equator. So like where they where they land, um, yeah. it's on land, but not where at the equator line. So you want to avoid hurricanes, you can either go to, to Antarctica or Santa Claus land or the equator. <laughs> so there you, there you go. That sounds like the premise of some like uh, end of world kind of futuristic movie where everybody moves to the equator to avoid natural disaster. <laughs> that was a Kevin Costner movie called Waterworld, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, enough of that nonsense. Uh, we're we're excited to talk to Shamik, who's our newest, well, one of our newest colleagues. Uh, she joined at the same time as somebody else. I don't know if you guys, it's like twins. You know, which one of you was officially first or not? Uh, maybe we'll have to do a coin toss or something to decide who has seniority between the two. But Shamik Thompson's been with us for almost a month now, yeah. has um, become familiarized. Now, uh, Shamik's a software engineer, just in case anybody didn't know this already. We have a very uh, broad audience uh, here at the Watt Carbon Podcast. I don't know if you know about this, Shamik. Uh, we've got literally dozens of people who have seen listen to our podcast, not all of which are our parents, but many of them are. And this is why we invite our colleagues on, because their parents uh, also, you know, want to see them interviewed. So, uh, in fact, while we're at it, do you want to say hi to your parents uh, if, as, a, as a by way of intro? Of course. Hi, Mom. You're the hi. best. I love you so much. I mean, I need to go visit her, even though she lives 20 minutes away, but <laughs> that's all me. So now, twenty minutes away. Uh, for the, for those of us who don't know you so well, where do you live? So I'm currently in Philadelphia, um, in South Philly specifically, in Queen Village, best village, best part of the city, most fun on South Street. <laughs> <laughs> and and for for somebody who's a software engineer, uh, now you we all work from home uh, or remotely, right? At, at Watt Carbon, is there anything you know that, that you think about that like, makes that environment work for you or like was this important to you to find a company that allowed you to to work from home and to have that kind of flexibility absolutely um i love being able to just get up go get coffee walk around the neighborhood it's really um relaxing then come home you know my mind's not in the clouds um, I used to work at a job where I'd have to wake up at five in the morning Whoa. to hop on the train because if I missed that train, I would automatically be late. And that was an additional source of stress that I do not want, nor do I need. Mm -hmm. Um, it's really nice, like being able to be home Have my own, we have our own office. Um, but the cat and the dog are always in there anyway. Um, they're my little coworkers. I love them very much, but you know, Despite the chaos they cause, it, it just, you know, allows me, the flexibility allows me is great. Um, I love working remote. It definitely works well for me. 
do you have any weird things like uh, software engineers are full of you know like some of them have to listen to like trance music or <laughs> some of them are listening to like death metal or some of them are listening to like you know like who knows like what's what's your go-to when you're when you're coding when you're trying to like focus do you have a music that you that you prefer I don't have a music that I prefer. I just really like watching, well, not watching, listening to either anime or video game soundtracks oh, cool. <laughs> while I'm working. Um, specifically, there is this game that I played called Omori, and it was this RPG, like, psychological horror game. But the music was so good in it. Um, I just, like, put that on and just let it go. I, I don't... Um, I don't mix up the music because some of the, I at least know what's coming because some of those songs are kind of scary, but um, that's what usually what I do. Or if I'm not listening to that, it's like the Attack on Titan soundtrack or Inuyasha or Naruto or something like that. They're all good. That's so cool. I'm going to start looking for like plot twists in your work and trying to read what you were listening to <laughs> <laughs> and your user flows. <laughs> it's like a dark turn. <laughs> All of a sudden, we get some like oil for sale on our platform or some coal. <laughs> like, oh, you picked the wrong option. Now you're, going. you're going on the bad end. <laughs> so, in yeah. terms of in terms of then, you, you've got your your music, your pets. Anything else that you use to kind of like, you know, do you have like your chat GPT window up now also to kind of help, you know, like create the full coding environment? No, actually, I, I'm not going to say I'm not, I'm against chat GPT, but I don't use it as often. I'm still a person that Google stuff and goes on Stack Overflow, though I um, do run into the issue where it's like, oh, this question was asked in 2010. This is useless, <laughs> but it honestly would be good for me to bring it into my workflow. But I like um, just messing around with code and not necessarily finding the thing that works, but finding something that, you know, I kind of have to think through, understand, and then implementing it. Um, not anti-chat GPT, but not 100% pro chat GPT either. Yeah, <laughs> Oh, sorry, Mingi. Does that end? What? <laughs> that end. Um, what is your favorite UX design tool? Do you have a go-to that just like this is how I like to work? Also, like a, a program, a tool, but also like an analog. What is what? Do you ever take things out and um, sketch things down, or how does it? No. What's your process like? I don't really like. So, I tend to be a pen and paper person mm -hmm. um, because if I'm if I'm writing notes for the day, like I'll use um, Google Drive, not Google Drive, whatever Google Drive, <laughs> and um, you know if I'm like trying to draw something out, like I have my notebook and I'm like this, and then there's just arrows all over my page. Um, so that's usually how I draw things out. Um, lately, though, we've been especially if we don't have like a set design for anything that we're working on. Um, we've been bugging Taichi, who's the other person that started with me, because um, he has a very good um, handle on Figma. Um, so we just tend to talk about what we want and then we brainstorm and put it all together. So 
if we're gonna say UX anything, I'd say Figma. Nice, cool. All right, one other sort of very important kind of core question. There are software engineers who have like just their laptop, and then there are those who have like multiple large screens or they keep, you know, it's like a command center. Uh -huh. Where do you fall in the like to screen or not to screen um, paradigm? I have so many screens. Um, there's <laughs> no way I can work off of, like right now I'm working on only this laptop because I'm talking to you guys. But if, if I'm working, I have like two other screens and then, um, my partner, he upgraded his uh, his screens, his screen game. So I'm taking one of those screens. So it'll be three things next to each other. The only issue is trying to um, get the correct input because I always, if I want to hook it up back to my um, my actual desktop, mm -hmm. I have to climb underneath and put it away. And there's so many cables. Like I have horrible cable management when it comes to my personal computer. Same here. I like don't want to look under my desk because it's a freaking it's a bird nest under there. So oh yeah. So you can transition from standing to sitting sometimes. Yeah, it's awful. And then my cat likes going under there to avoid the dog, so he starts tripping things up. It's it's a mess back there. <laughs> so Shamik, let, let's find out a little bit more about you. And and you've got a an amazing background um, that you starts out a long ways away from Philadelphia. Um, tell us a little bit about Little Shamik. Yeah, Little Shamik grew up in Jamaica. <laughs> um, I was born and raised there. There were some times when I was in the US, but I don't really remember them. Um, but I was there until I was 10. Um, it, was a, it was definitely a great place to grow up. Um, you know, it, I feel like I had this really idyllic childhood, um, just playing outside. And speaking of hurricanes, like we, <laughs> we've gone through a few of those, um, survived all of them, obviously. But it's it's a it's an interesting experience when you get to go through a Category Five hurricane when you're a kid, because schools are closed, um, that kind of thing. It's great. And I lived in Georgia for one year, like Atlanta, Georgia ish 40 minutes outside of the city um then i moved to philadelphia when i was in seventh grade um miggy we've had this conversation about education systems before and that is where i picked up my desire for like at least impact like finding some change for that because that was a weird time in my life um you know i spent two years in the philadelphia school district saw how unequal things can be um because after that i went to a private school in the suburbs which was fully well-funded etc etc and then after that i moved to rhode island for college where i went to brown and spent four years there it was great um then a year not a year i spent a year after that in wisconsin um a little bit outside of madison this place place called fitchburg and then I came back home because I hated it. <laughs> Wait, you hated Wisconsin? What? <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> yeah, it's, I hated Fitchburg. I didn't hate Madison. <laughs> Madison is fine. I mean, it's 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 tough that went that winter is. I mean, you're, but you're in Philadelphia. You don't mind the Philadelphia winter? 
Uh, we didn't really have much of a winter this year, but I, I do love winter. I like snow. I don't like the cold. Um, the issue with living there at the time was that I had never driven in snow. Uh-huh. And I kind of got thrown to the wolves with that one. I've sp- I spun my car out. It was terrifying. Um, decided that I will never drive in snow again. <laughs> that that's a that's definitely like I remember when I I moved to Syracuse for graduate school after you know growing up in Florida, mm-hmm. and that first winter where I remember my first spin out. <laughs> yeah. Know, like, oh, I'm gonna die. <laughs> You need to come to Montana. We'll have a winter driving clinic. Uh, honestly, I would be down to do that. <laughs> I feel like that's that's a thing, right? In Montana, where you you definitely learn how to like navigate. Oh yeah, yeah. Studded tires, everything. Oh um, my god. I had Shanique, what did that. you study at Brown? Um, so I studied international relations. Um, okay. In the end, uh, I had this idea that I was going to be a diplomat. It's going to be great. Um, this is all after me realizing that I'm not going to be a doctor. There's no way this is going to happen. Um, and after, let's see, because I graduated in 2016, at some point I, um, applied to a couple law schools because I was not going to be a diplomat at that point. And I wanted to study environmental law. So I got into a few of those and, I opted not to go because everyone was just like, nope, don't be a lawyer. It sucks. It sucks so badly. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I'll take a year off just to see if that's what I wanted to do. So I ended up uh, at Epic. And um, this is this is Epic in Wisconsin. Yes. Epic in Wisconsin. <laughs> uh, I was there for around a year doing quality assurance. Um and I got to work a lot with like relatively closely with developers, realized like this is really interesting. You know, you can create a lot of cool stuff. Um, and then I left and came back to Philadelphia where I took um, a job at another healthcare tech company. But while I was doing that, I enrolled in um, the Penn LPS coding bootcamp um, so I was doing those two things at the same time, which was horrifying. If anyone has ever driven down I-76 at five o'clock at night, it's the worst. You're just, you just you might as well walk. So I had to do that three times a week. And um, eventually I got my first job um, as a software engineer at this email marketing company called um, AWeber. And I had a lot of good um, co-workers there that were willing to mentor me and take me under their wing. And I spent like eh, three years, something like that there. And, you know, like it was, it was wonderful, quite frankly. Um, the people, I mean. So email marketing then to where, so how did you end up going, I want to work on climate, you know, and then like, that's, that's such a fascinating career trajectory already. You've yeah. already had like three really fascinating trajectories and now you get <laughs> email marketing, like maybe that's probably not the, the, the be all and end all of the world. So like, how does, how do you get from there to Watt Carbon? Well, let's just say I had no interest in email marketing. <laughs> um, it was honestly that, anyway next 
So um, I ended up working at um, Say, which then got acquired by Robinhood. My partner um, was the one that introduced me to Say, and I knew a few people that already worked there and full of great people too. Um, did not like working at Robinhood. Um, what did Say do? So Say, basically they sent emails for um, email communications for... Um, Actually, not sending email communication because they did that, but they also were a communication platform for people who had held stock in um, like Apple or whatever. So if they were having a call, people could add, um, send their questions in and then, um, I don't know, whoever is at Apple or Tesla or whatever. Like a shareholders meeting. Yeah. Gotcha. And they would pick questions from that. Um, so that was a platform. And it got bought up by Robinhood and I left. <laughs> And um, because I wanted the startup experience and just being at Robinhood, which is, was massive at that point, still is, was not what I wanted. Um, so I ended up at the world before this one, which was at Canopy. Um, funnily enough, uh, at that point, I started gardening. And yeah, it, it was like, it went all downhill from there. It was like, I was super into gardening. <laughs> yeah, uphill. <laughs> and then I was just looking into sustainability and I'm just like, oh, wow, this is so cool. Like, this is really interesting. Um, and it kind of, it just like snowballed from there because, you know, I felt like, um, like I wanted, I like being a software engineer but I want to feel like I'm doing something that's making a difference. And quite frankly, finance doesn't make me feel that way. I've never really been, I've never been interested in finance. Like it's just, it's boring to me. Um, so I came to that, um, I came to that realization and it kind of sucked because I really liked my, um, my coworkers and I kind of felt like I was letting them down, but I talked to my manager. I was just like, hey, it's not you guys. It's I I can't do this. Like I really, really need to, you know, follow this. Um, because it's something I've it's always been there, but it just felt like I really it just came back to me and it came back to me even stronger than, you know, what, like seven years ago. So Well we we are thrilled. <laughs> to have you on on the team now working on things now you you and kelly are working quite closely together yes. on um, figuring out how to make our platform easier to use as a as a company that's out doing decarbonization work and um, helping them to get recognized for the value that they're delivering the environmental benefits that they're delivering right. um, you know now you're three weeks in um have you have you run across any companies that that we're working with that you're like pretty excited about or anything anything yet so far that's kind of jumped out at you it's like oh that's kind of cool i hadn't quite expected that it's funny because that um i forgot the call what oh wait they were canopy too uh, yeah, the, other canopy. <laughs> so, the other canopy um so that call was like super interesting because i i don't remember that guy's name was it josh who was um, and asking so many cool questions. And, you know, it was like, it was funny because I was like, I was sitting in that call. I'm like, should I be here? Should I be here? Like, what am I doing? And he was also an engineer, just super 
into, you know, what we were doing and what we could do and how we could work well with them. Um, and I don't know, it just, I think that just, um, that kind of solidified the love that I have um, for like what we're doing. Um, it feels like all these people here are here because they want to make the world a better place. And um, there's not it's a specific company, but if I have to give one, I'd get, I'd say Canopy just for that reason. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah, I love that kind of sense of community. Yeah. That we're in this with a bunch of other people who are trying to do the right thing and, you know, figure it out and up against some pretty incredible odds. Yeah, we think exactly. About, like, all the money that the oil and gas and coal industry throws at, you know, kind of sowing doubt and seeding exactly. fear and confusion. And, but at the other side of it is like people who care a lot and mm -hmm. want to make a difference and get us all in a room and it's, we're, we're kind of dangerous. Yeah. You know, like that's, that's like the opposite of doom scrolling, really. <laughs> it gives me, it's a, a, bre a breath of fresh air, really. Totally. That's an important perspective to remember. I think we get in the weeds a lot and trying to make this all work and push it forward. And um, it, there is such a team vibe, like beyond our Watt Carbon team, it's our stakeholders, it's our partners, it's our suppliers. And um, it's really easy to get bogged down on the nitty gritty. But Shamik, you bring, out, bring up a really great point of like, just go back to gardening. Like, why are we here? Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. Here, right. This is. Yeah. I was like, I was a kid that would play in the dirt i was a mess it was great <laughs> so just it. feeling can, that, that resonates yeah just just <laughs> feeling that and it's funny too because um like there's there was like the nostalgia but also a bit of sadness because you know it felt like gardening felt a little bit more it just felt more gray compared to when i was a kid if that makes sense like obviously i live in the city so this might be a whole thing um but you know i felt like i didn't see as many bugs i didn't see as many like butterflies like i saw a, um a robin i think it was a bird no it's a cardinal i saw a cardinal it was great that was fun that was wonderful but uh, as a kid i felt like i saw so many more butterflies like so many more birds just like nesting in bushes um like i played with ants and stuff i didn't really see much of that when I, like when i was gardening it was weird <laughs> And you, you know, yeah. You are in Philly, though, so. Yeah, I know, I know. If you don't see any rats, it's like a good day. Right? <laughs> There's still nature. Oh uh, yeah, they're the they're the gross parts, though. <laughs> it's your raccoons, your possums, your rats. You know the whole flora and fauna. Of oh my Philly. god. Yeah. Do you There's have any, a... Do you have any Sorry. special talents? Oh what? Do you have any special talents? like outside of work, things that you're good at that you like to do? Um, other than gardening, I like spending immense amounts of time playing Final Fantasy. I also like working out. <laughs> right now I'm, I'm focusing on lifting, um, but also running more. So next weekend, actually, I think it's next Saturday or next Sunday, I'm going to be running the hot chocolate run. Um, so that's a 5K. And then... <laughs> 30 days after that, I'm running in the um, Broad Street Road, which is 10 miles. So that'll be cool. That's yeah. exciting. I didn't know you yeah. were a runner, Shamik. You're welcome to the Wild Carbon Running Club. Um, I, I just started. 
that this means on our offsite next week, uh, I'm going to crack the whip. Okay. Honestly, I'm down for that. I would love to do that. Oh, Cause I was like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to need to run at some point because oh, yeah. yeah. Bring your running shoes. Yes. Okay. Perfect. I just got a new pair. <laughs> now, Final Fantasy is—is is this a an, a role playing? What just I don't I don't play games. Yeah. Uh, so tell me tell me what this is. Is this like where you shoot people? Uh, no. Um. I mean, I guess you could, but um. So, let's see. Specifically, Final Fantasy fourteen. So this is an MMO. Um. Massive. Oh God, I always forget the name of it. Massive multiplayer online. Online RPG. Wow. Yes. So there. So many people playing this game, um, but I just enjoy it for. It feels like I'm, it's I'm taking some time out of like real life just to be stressed out about something else. <laughs> but it's fun and it has a really good story. You know, when you're not playing the first part of the game, because oh my god, that is, it's it's a schlep to get through. It's but but once you get to the first expansion, the second, the third. I think there's three, four. I don't remember. I finished the entire thing, but the story just like takes off and it gets so good. Did, did I you love watch? I... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Kelly. We keep talking over each other today. I We're, know. Awesome. We're, We're bit. eager beavers. We're not very pro today. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, I was going to say, I love the idea of your relaxation mode is just being stressed and hyped about another thing. I love yeah. that. Like just placing your energy to another. (laughs) Exactly. I literally, so um, I recently started playing as a healer because previously I was just a DPS, which is literally just did damage. Um, So now I'm a healer. So I have to, (laughs) I have to focus on healing everyone else so they don't die. And (laughs) it's so stressful because I'm just like, like, don't run into that circle you're going to die and i'm gonna have to heal you and now we're all dead because we all died (laughs) oh my goodness i i watched um this this hbo show called the last of us oh my god yeah that was good now that's based off of a video game yep which i i partly played well my partner played it and i watched him play it because i was scared yeah. So do you think this is going to be a thing? Will they make a, a show like like that for Final Fantasy? Is that should we? Mm, no, I hope not. They never do. They never do. There's no way for them to do it justice. Um, it's it's just so spread out. Um, there's so many different stories going on. It because I'm pretty sure they already have like like Final Fantasy like. Um, Okay, so for specifically for Final Fantasy VII, there was the game, and then they had another game um, that was Crisis Core, which like basically told a story of another character, and then they had Advent Children, which was um, I don't know if it was like it was a movie, which was decent. I liked it at least, um, but that one like that game is like a singular story. Well, obviously everyone has their own stories, but it's more of a singular story. Whereas this one, not so much. Kelly, I feel like I'm in like a different universe all of a sudden. Like I, I don't, don't know, understand ninety <laughs> percent of what you're saying, but it sounds really impressive. And I feel like we've just expanded our watchership to like gamers everywhere. So. <laughs> <laughs> I highly doubt gamers would want to hear me talk about this, talk about games. I would mess it up so quickly. 
between yeah. you and and Neil and I feel like we have a whole like language and world and culture that I don't quite I feel like there's a club <laughs> that I'm not in. <laughs> it's a fun club. So, um, so when when you think about you know Shamika twenty years from now, mm-hmm. what is she doing? Let's see. What am I doing twenty years from now? I think I'd still like to be in Philly. Um, and my niece. Oh my god, that's a weird thought. So I have um, I have several nieces and nephews, but my niece and nephew that lives thirty minutes away, they're going to be proper adults my age. Weird. Um, like I'd like to be a good role model for them, and I'd also like to expand my climate knowledge maybe i don't know if i'd still want to be in the software engineering space maybe like more of like um, a policy space i'm not sure um this is something that (laughs) you're gonna be running walk carbon is what you're gonna be doing (laughs) (laughs) sitting back on some desert island somewhere kelly's gonna be in the woods Somewhere, <laughs> and you're gonna be I like. I certainly oh. wouldn't mind that. <laughs> you see, you you could see yourself in Philly for the long term, though. Depends on how. If if uh, let's just say if that stupid um, stadium thing goes through because they wanted to essentially replace Chinatown with a stadium, wow. no, but. You know, if it's our beautiful little trash city, then yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love the city. It's funny. I It's great. But yeah, I'd love to be more in the um, climate space. I hope we would at least have done more by then. Um, but we'll see. Kelly Lightning Round, any last questions mm-hmm. from you? What is your favorite meal to cook? What's your go-to? So my favorite meal to cook, um, I like to make beef plov. So it's literally just beef beef pilaf, but it's something super easy to make. Um, It's really hearty. It's a really good fall slash winter meal, but come spring and summer, it is way too hot for that. That's fantastic. Uh, well, on that <laughs> note, you're making that at our retreat next week. Yeah. So uh, it's too hot. It's an Albuquerque. Yeah, but we need the girth if we're going to put all those miles in, Shmeek. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and it's cold in Albuquerque. It's winter time there still. It's 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 higher in elevation than Denver is. Little known fact. Is it? No, I did not know that. Yeah. Huh. So, I'm going to be in Denver for like half a second on my way to Albuquerque. <laughs> There you go. I think it's 7,000 feet, uh, give or take. So maybe 6,000 for Albuquerque itself. Yeah. Uh, well, Shamik, we're excited to see you in person. Uh, yes. Thank you for previewing all of this on our podcast. It will probably come out after we've seen you in person. Uh, <laughs> the world hasn't ended between now and, and when we release the podcast. Uh, Hopefully episode. not. Kelly, we're going to have to find a good guest for next time. They're, they're going to have a tough act to follow here. So uh, <laughs> we have to choose carefully. Uh, but it's been a real pleasure to have you on the show. Um, thanks to our, our dozens of fans for tuning in and <laughs> listening to hearing about Shamik's story. We're, um, we're really happy to have you on the team and look forward to a return appearance at some point down the road. Uh, we can Absolutely. I'm going. happy to be here. <laughs>
All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.